Hello folks and welcome back to another episode of the TCM Folks And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about what it means to be heaty or cooling from a TCM perspective So if you were like me and you grew up in a typical Asian Chinese kind of family You would have definitely heard your mom or your dad nag at you before about things like Hey, don't eat so much durian or don't eat so much longan very heaty for you, ah, or don't drink so much cold drink, ah, not good for you, ah. So you might have heard of your parents tell you about these type of heaty or cooling type foods that you should not be overeating or overconsuming. But what does it actually mean to be heaty? Or what does it actually mean to be cooling? And what are the types of foods that are cooling and what are the types of foods that are heaty? I think this is something that most of us young millennials don't really know about. Or we don't really understand much, right? So in today's episode, I want to go into a little bit about what it means to be heaty, what it means to be cooling, and uh, more importantly, introduce to you guys some of these heaty type foods or some of these cooling type foods so that you're able to make better decisions about the types of food that are suitable for you. Okay, so what does heaty or what does cooling actually mean? So heaty and cooling are body types. Right. They are body type diagnosis that we give to our patients based on certain symptoms that they are presenting with. It is essentially a reflection of your health. And we use this kind of body type diagnosis to actually give us direction in terms of our treatments. Right. So for example, if we know that you are heaty, we then maybe will give you some cooling herbs to help you purge the heat. Or if let's say you are a little bit cold, we might give you some Herbs that are a little bit more heaty in nature to help warm up the body. So heaty and cooling, these are two very commonly seen body types. But these are two out of many, many, many body types that can actually be present. Right? You have other body types like maybe you have energy stagnation or you have uh, energy deficiency uh, or you have too much uh, water retention in the body. So there are many, many, many body types uh, in, in the TCM world. And heaty and cooling are two of these body types. Okay, so now that we know heaty and cooling are body types, how does being heaty or how does being cooling come about in the first place? So TCM is all about balance, right? all about yin and yang, right? all about complementary but opposing forces that are living in harmony with each other. So the balance of yin and yang energies in our body is essentially what gives rise to a heaty body type or a cooling type body. So yang energy, you can simply understand it as the more active kind of energy. So that would mean things like your fire, your brightness, your heat. While yin energy on the other hand is the complete opposite of yang. So it refers to things like darkness, uh, things like slowness, quietness, uh, and your core energy. So how heatiness and cooling comes about is basically because of an imbalance of these yin and yang energies. So for instance, if you have too much yang energy, you have too much heat energy in your body, you would be more heaty, right? And on the other hand, if you have too much yin energy, if you have too much cold energy in your body, then your body type will be a little bit more cooling. Right? But having too much of a particular energy is not the only way that you can become heaty or cooling. If you have too little of a particular energy, for example, you have too little yin or you have too little yang, it will cause the opposite complementary energy 
to be overexpressed and hence you might get symptoms of that particular element as well. So for instance, if let's say you don't necessarily have an excess of heat energy in your body, right? But you have too little yin energy in your body, such that your yang energy is at a normal level. You don't necessarily have excess yang, your yang is normal, but because you don't have enough yin to balance out that yang energy, you then start to experience symptoms of what we call heatiness as well. Right? Conversely, if let's say you not necessarily have excessive yin energy in your body, you don't have excessive cold in your body, but you have a deficiency in your yang, in your heat element in the body, in this case, uh, individuals will also experience symptoms of what you call being cooling or symptoms of cold. So having too much of a particular element or having too little of a particular element can actually disrupt this delicate balance between yin and yang giving rise to symptoms of what we call being heaty or being too cooling. And while there are differences between uh, the symptoms of, for instance, having excess heat versus deficient heat or having excess cold versus deficient cold, for simplicity's sake, I won't go too much into the detail of what these differences are, but rather to maybe introduce to you guys some of the basic symptoms to help you identify whether or not you do have some of these heaty symptoms or you do have some of the cooling symptoms in the first place. Right, so being heaty, what are some of the symptoms of being heaty entail? Right, so being heaty, uh, the most common symptoms include things like, for example, you have a problem sleeping, you have um, restlessness, you have increased thirst, you have sore throat, mouth ulcers, uh, for individuals who are prone to acne, you might get outbreaks. You tend to favor cold water, cold drinks, cold food. You prefer air-conditioned environments. You tend to have constipation. Your urine is a bit more yellowish. Uh, you tend to have either hot flushes or night sweats. Sometimes you have warm hands and feet. So all these are symptoms of what we call heatiness. And if you have some or a couple of these symptoms, it may be an indication that you actually are a little bit more heaty in your body. On the other hand, we have the body type of being too cooling or having too much cold in your body. And some of the symptoms of a body type that is a little bit more cooling include things like uh, pale face color, cold hands and feet, you have uh, loose stools or diarrhea, or stomach pain, you don't like cold environments, you prefer warm environments, you prefer to drink warm water instead of cold water, you have very clear, frequent urination, or you suffer from lethargy or some kind of chronic fatigue. So if you have some of these symptoms, you may be actually experiencing what we call a cooling body type, or your body type is a little bit more cold. So now that we know what is a heaty type body and what is a cooling type body, if let's say we identify with any of these body types, what then should we do or what can we actually consume to actually help our condition? Right, so if you have a more heaty type body, what I would recommend is to take some foods that are a little bit more cooling in nature to counter this heatiness, as well as to obviously avoid foods that are heaty in nature. So what are some cooling type foods that can we that we can consume if you have a heaty type body? So Desserts, for instance, that are very cooling include things like your tau hui, your chin chow, grass jelly, green bean soup. So all these are very cooling in nature, right? Uh, other things like your, your tea, 
coconut juice, water chestnut, sugar cane, your olden landia water. I'm sure you have seen the Bai Hua Shi Shi Chao drink, that weird tasting drink, right? Um, vegetables that are cooling, things like your tofu, your lian o, lotus root, bitter gourd, spinach, watercress. Fruits that are cooling include things like watermelon, papaya, pineapple, dragon fruit, honeydew. Seafood. Seafood also got cooling type seafood. Things like your crab, your raw fish, sashimi. All these are cooling. And your meat, right? Meat types like your pork, your duck, your frog. Why we say uh, pork, duck, frog is cooling, quite interesting is because, you know, the pig walk very slow, right? So it's more like, so like an in energy kind of animal, right? And then duck and frog, where do they live? They, they live most of their lives in, in water. So water is also related to yin energy. So that's why we say they are a little bit more cooling. So as I've mentioned above, you can have excessive heat, but you can also have deficient heat. Excessive heat is when you have too much heat energy. Deficient heat is when you have not enough yin energy to counter the normal level of heat energy. Right, so some of the foods that can actually help to boost your yin energy also include things like your goji berries, your red dates, your Chinese yam, your shan yao, your ophiophagus tuber, which is your mai tong, your lily bulb. So all these foods like goji berry, red dates, Chinese yam, and lily bulb, they can also help to deal with heatiness by improving or increasing the level of yin energy that we have. And for all these foods that I mentioned, a point to note that cooling does not mean that these foods has to be consumed cold or chilled. Right? So drinks like tea, uh, desserts like your green bean soup, for instance, or your tau kwe, your beancurd, all these can be taken warm while still retaining its cooling property. Right? And just because you have a heaty type body or you think you have a heaty type body, doesn't give you a free reign to actually eat all the cool, cooling foods that, that you can, right? So as with everything, consume these foods in moderation. Reason being that cooling foods tend to place a burden on our digestive system, right? So you might have, for instance, constipation, but if you eat too much watermelon, for instance, watermelon, sashimi, uh, cold teas, cold drinks, all these put a heavy burden on our digestive system. And over time, it will weaken our digestive system. And from constipation, you might actually, you know, progress until become diarrhea, right? If you're not careful and you overconsume too much of these cooling foods, right? Also, for, for cooling foods in particular, try to avoid them as much as possible if you're expecting. Because, uh, you know, cooling foods cause contraction, right? Contraction of the womb, contraction of, uh, contraction of blood vessels. And this is not ideal, especially for women who are pregnant or expecting. Also avoid these cooling foods if you experience symptoms of a weak digestive system, right? Like what I mentioned, cooling foods place a burden on our, our gut, our digestive system. If you already have a weak digestive system to begin with, so what does this mean? You may have symptoms like a poor appetite, a stomach pain, uh, you bloat very easily, you have a lot of bloating, or you have diarrhea, loose stools, cold hands and feet. So all these are symptoms that you have uh, more or less a weaker kind of digestive system and you should probably avoid these cooling foods, right? Even though you may have the symptoms of heatiness. So then you might ask, hey, what should I do then if I have symptoms of heatiness but I also have a weak digestive system that prevents me from taking cooling kind of foods? 
If that is the case, then uh, I would maybe suggest that you go and visit a TCM physician who would be better able to advise you based on your current symptoms in terms of the type of medication you should take, the type of treatments you should do, or the types of food that are more suitable for your body type. Okay, so on the other hand, we have foods that are more heaty in nature, right? Foods that are a little bit more heaty, more suited for individuals who have excessive cold energy in their body or who have not enough young energy in their body so they feel a little bit more cold. So some of these foods um, include things like your red bean soup. Right? So green bean soup is cooling, but red bean soup is heaty. Right? So green is cooling and then red is a little bit more heaty. If you're talking about drinks, you have things like your ginger tea. Uh, ginger tea is very good for those who have a weak digestive system, like you have bloating, you have a stomach pain. Ginger tea is very good for that. Nuts and grains like your walnuts, chestnuts, uh, pistachio, quinoa, all these are warming in nature as well. Vegetables that are warming in nature include things like your chives, your onion, garlic, pepper, chilies, your sweet potato, your turmeric. Fruits that are warming in nature, number one, very obvious, durian. <laughs> also, you have things like your longans, your red dates, mango, cherry, lychee, peach. Basically, a lot of these fruits that have a seed in them tend to be a little bit more heaty. Um, seafood like your prawn, lobster, mussels, and your meats like your chicken, mutton, venison, all these tend to be a little bit more heaty or warming in nature. So as with everything, uh, moderation is key. Even if you have a cold or cooling type body, please don't overconsume such foods. Right? If you overconsume such heaty foods, a cold body type can also turn into a heaty one. Right? So if you have a cold body type, you start eating a lot of maybe longan and you start getting symptoms like a sore throat, start getting ulcers, start becoming more thirsty, start becoming constipated. These are signs that you should be dialing back on those heaty foods because your body type is maybe changing into one that is a little bit more heaty. Right? For individuals who have a cold or cooling body type, it's more important to actually avoid foods that are cold or cooling in nature. So things like your green tea, watermelon, pineapple, grass jelly, sashimi, tofu, try as much as possible to avoid, or if it's not possible to avoid, consume these foods in moderation to avoid making your cold body type or cooling body type worse. Right? Other things you can do is to also do things like make sure you cover up as much as possible. For females especially, cover up your feet, cover up your legs, cover up your tummy as much as possible. Avoid staying in cold places for long periods of time. Uh, on your own, you can also do things like foot baths, foot soaks, using warm water or using a ginger foot bath to actually soak your hands, soak your feet. This is also a great way to warm up the body and to dispel these cold energies from the body. So whether or not you think that you're cooling or whether or not you think that you're heaty, this episode or the tips I've given you in this episode should only serve as a guide for you guys, right? It's not meant to be taken as professional medical advice and it should not be used for you to self-diagnose or anything like that. It can be used to help you make better decisions about the food that you eat in relation to your body type. But if anything seems serious or if you're unsure 
about anything regarding your condition, please go and visit your medical professional, be it a Western doctor or a TCM, uh, where the treatments that we give you guys will be definitely more tailored, more customized to your specific condition. And they will, we will be better able to advise you on the things that you should and should not be doing. So I hope you guys learned something today. Uh, as usual, if you like what you hear, you can follow us on Instagram at the TCM folks. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.